Machine Learning. Welcome to Machine Learning. Today I want to talk about a book written called The Return of History and the End of Dreams. Yeltsin democratized Russia against the will of the Soviet government. Okay, that's how the author starts. Yeltsin was the president of the Russian Federation. Yeltsin transformed Russia into a free market economy allowing price liberalization, liberalized trade, and increased privatization of state-owned enterprises. National wealth fell into the hands of a few. Russian criminal system benefited from the privatization, and most of the population was poor and did not benefit causing Yeltsin's popularity to drop to 2%. Yeltsin wanted to give the Russian people freedom. The Russian economy would not be fixed in 5 to 10 years. The transformation would take time, and corruption had to be reduced for the free market system economy to work. In 1991, the Soviet Union was collapsing and inspections of the free market economies would not have saved the economy. The IMF price shock therapy did not work. Russia received $40 billion in funds. In the 1990s, Russian GDP fell 50% and unemployment increased, blaming the banks. The central bank of Russia fueled hyperinflation due to loose conservative monetary policy. What caused the high level of inflation in the Yeltsin era? Yeltsin raised interest rates to curb inflation, to tighten money, and restrict credit. A crisis in Russia would destabilize the ruble and uh, shock the bond market. Now, if you remember the long-term, long-term, uh, long-term trade market that was betting on call options, and that the bond prices would not go up, uh, collapsed under the fall of the Russian. Economy, they weren't factoring that in. Their their models were based on a um, slow rate of a slower rate of inflation that was occurring. And when hyperinflation occurred in Russia, it caused uh, it caused a effect on the bond market. And because the loans to the uh, Russians were were in the billions, it affected the overall bond market and also the derivatives on those bond markets. Uh, so after the 1983 Russian White House shelling, Yeltsin introduced a new constitution. Yeltsin could not escape the economic hyperinflation caused by the Russian Central Bank. Putin is restored, restoring old regime, so that's the uh, old uh, hardliners, and removing the liberal democratic elements set up by Yeltsin. So now Russia is run by a dictator named Putin. Russia is the richest country in the world for resources. 
the oil and gas money has been used to pay off uh, debt. Europe's depends more on Russia than the Middle East for energy. And so if you look at the effect of the Ukraine, uh, the the resources that Russia is able to affect with the Ukraine, you had companies like BP, Shell, Exxon, um, that were investing into Ukrainian oil production, and when the Russia um, was able to damage some of the oil refinement, oil production in Ukraine, oil jumped to over a hundred dollars a barrel. But there's even more energy in Ukraine. There's shell oil, and that that has largely been undeveloped and un, unexplored, and that could make could have made America very wealthy, had we continued to invest in uh, Ukrainian oil development, and that would have offsetted the oil that Russia is sending to Europe. So Russia's Move power move is to gain a monopoly over the Caspian Sea because the Caspian Sea has a lot of oil at the at the bottom of the the sea, and they can bring that oil up and then provide energy through Southeast Asia and also into uh, Europe. So that's a powerful move, and I'll talk about that in a moment. So he's using, Putin is using the money to build his great, powerful nationalism and ambitions. Russia lost its stature as a superpower after the economic crash of the Cold War, despite the fact that Russia had 16,000 missiles. However, many of the missiles are very old and dangerous since 1990s. Russia's economy has grown 7%. <clears throat> Russia believes it is a, in the driver's seat of Europe and uses energy as a lever to get its demands. Russia is buying up European assets. Uh, European assets. Russia is modernizing its nuclear arsenal. Russia's military strength is a fraction of the U.S. strength. America is very strong due to its uh, its uh, destroyer carriers, uh, destroyer submarine and air power. And given all these facts, when this book was written, Russia still attacked uh, and, and took the uh, Georgia, Crimea, and Ukraine all in ambition and pursuit of oil. Oil's the new gold and used to broker uh, financial banks and also financial centers in the Middle East and throughout uh, Europe. Russia pays for million man army for ground assault capability. And we've seen that if you're Ukraine, they use that, that large army to launch a tank warfare and ground assault. Russia's maintains troops in Chechnya, Georgia, and Moldova. Uh, Russian manipulates the UN Security Council to affect oil policies in Europe and Central Asia. 
And those are the two groups, areas where Russia will try to recoup its cost is in Europe and Central Asia um, after gaining its strategic uh, territories that it's seeking. Russia is uncomfortable with NATO enlarging and U.S. intervention in Europe calling Cold War a catastrophe, shocking liberal Europe. That is begins to be the contention for Russia's move into Ukraine, but I think the long-term plan is to seize the oil resources and then uh, rebuild Europe around those uh, oil resources that it seizes. Russia wants to regain much of the global power and respect it lost. Russia uh, wants equally said with the, say with the U.S. and China on global affairs. Russia's proud how the Russian Federation crushed Chechnya revolt and Russia remorsed the history of Kosovo and wished to repair lost glory. It's fascinating what the Kosovo uh, conflict was over. Even if Russia did lose in Kosovo, the, um, the elite were taking Kosovo to buy gold mines on the cheap. Russia is bent on preventing Ukraine and Georgia from joining NATO. And uh, they warned Ukraine not to join NATO, and they still did. Uh, Georgia, there were skirmishes and fights that were in Georgia, and uh, yet Russia was able to uh, use its large million-man army pushed through into, into Georgia. Russia is extending its power into Poland and Czech Republic, Okay, we'll see uh, that as a potential move in the future. I think uh, Germany is very concerned about that in this at this time, that uh, that that Russia will continue its march forward once it's uh, uh, gained control over Ukraine and push into Poland and check, and it will be somewhere in that area that Germany will make its move against Russia. Russia wants Poland and its oil-rich shell deposits under uh, strategic grounds. Poland could have been the uh, Middle East of Europe. Uh, they have a lot of shell oil. It's largely not been developed. And uh, that could be a valuable resource. Again, when you look at oil, it's not going to go away. It'll be here 2050, even though... We look at renewables, their way of keeping oil in the ground, keeping the price high. Um, but once you have monopoly over these resources, then um, then they can control the, the economies of those regions. Okay. Europeans have bet that soft power would appease Russia. They're wrong. Um, the only thing that appeased Russia was hard power. And they were not met, uh, they were only met by uh, the Ukrainians with hard power. They mis the Russia miscalculated Europe's dependence on American security guarantee for protection. That was a Cold War protection. Um, and as a result, the U.S. provides protection to large portions of Europe. And they were very, left very vulnerable as a result to Russian aggression 
in Ukraine and Georgia. The Russian Central Bank is buying gold. The bank holds the third largest reserves in the world. Russia's growth is linked to China's growth and oil demand. And so there is a, a dependency between the two countries and they do maintain economic and military relationships as a result. Russia has been exchanging rubles for yuan, trying to, trying to peg the ruble to a more stable yuan. And, uh, and the, uh, Uh, let's see. Uh, Russia's criminal systems better. Okay, let's see. Russia's economy is growing. Okay, um, the ruble is devaluating significantly against the dollar, experiencing seven to eight percent inflation. So again, you you look at the war in the civil war in Ukraine and Russia, and then you look at the rate of inflation. How can that be? How can they survive that rate of inflation, seven to eight percent, and the people not be starving? So uh, the, the effect probably of the war in in, in the civil war is that the the poor will be in a more of a crisis as they have. It becomes harder and harder to afford food and living and pay for the general expenses. Okay. The Russian oil reserve is the third largest in the world and 40% and they invest uh, are, are invest 40% in the euro and 27% in the dollar. I was actually kind of surprised when I saw that uh, Russia has owns about $450 billion in the dollar about 12 years ago when I saw that number. I can't imagine what it is today. And I and it would be interesting to see with, as this war continues to progress, whether or not um, that there's sell-off of Russian assets. Okay. Um, China has initiated a currency swap with Russia to help stabilize the ruble and prevent panic of selling of the euro. Uh, China probably has about a trillion dollars worth of euros. If the Russian central bank panicked and began to sell off the ruble, then China would be able to, uh, to buy some of the sell-off the Russian Central Bank has indicated it won't sell its portion of the euros. However, the Russian Central Bank has 7% bad loan defaults and 7 to 8% inflation. Okay, those are, those are serious gravity issues. And then combined with the war cost, um, their coffers are probably depleted. Interest rates in Russia must rise to offset hyperinflation and food price surges. The Russian Central Banks continue to buy gold, indicating failing confidence in the currencies and world economic growth. Russia's economy 
economic growth depends on oil sales to Europe and China. So right now, um, because of the disruptions, they probably have experienced uh, double-digit reductions in their production. Um, and it, they've calculated how long they can sustain those disruptions. Mm-hmm.